Today, a Compassion Radio Classic. God's Word has changed the hearts and lives of people because mm-hmm. people are wanting hope. They don't even know sometimes what they're looking for, Right. but God is hope. It's not just that He gives hope, He is hope. Yeah. He is love, He is peace, He is justice. And that comes in a life that if that then comes to live inside you, as He said He does, it changes you. Hello, and welcome to the Daily Radio Journal of Hope in Action. Real hope. God hope. The kind of hope that's grounded in reality. Not circumstances, mind you, but the eternal reality that undergirds everything. And how do we know that this eternal reality is really there? Well, we have to seriously pay attention to the stories of those who are living it, living in it, living through it. Daniel Plett is one of those kind of people. As a key player in how the gospel actually reaches hundreds of millions not living in places where the story is welcome, Daniel Daly plays a pivotal role in keeping the kingdom connected and connecting seekers with kingdom servants. It's a lively story he can tell because that gospel is very much alive in him. Yesterday we focused on how his family has weathered a number of huge storms just recently. And if you didn't hear what he had to say about faith and family, I hope you'll catch the podcast at our website, CompassionRadio.com. Today, we'll turn our focus outward to the fields that are ripe for the harvest, as Jesus put it. Thanks for joining us today. Daniel Pletz back with us today to talk about what Transworld Radio has been doing in some really hard places. The folks do the work in places you've been hearing in the news for the past few weeks. Daniel Pletz, welcome back to Compassion Radio. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you. You are a resident expert, my friend, on what God is doing through broadcasting around the world. And as much as I am proud and humbled by the opportunity to be speaking to a few thousand folks in the United States every morning, you have the responsibility and the honor to help shepherd the uploads and downloads and broadcasts to millions of people around the world who are hanging on the work of Transcript Radio as a literal spiritual lifeline. So you take your work very seriously. From the Facebook posts I've seen, the kind of prayer requests you put out over the past few months, it's been obvious to me that incredible work was happening under the radar in important places of the world, including countries like Iran and Afghanistan. Fill us in as best you can on what God's been doing there. Well, often the most important work can only take place if it's under the radar. Mm-hmm. I had a friend long ago in a very restricted access country. I said, well, he uses all the coded email, he uses all this and all that to be careful, you know, but... Any government that throws enough money at it's going to be able to figure it out. Yeah. But you just don't stick your head up and run out, you know, huge flags, huge balloons that say, we're the Christians, come here. You know, God didn't invite us to heaven to tell us about the gospel. He came to earth to <laughs> suffer yeah. and serve. Yeah. And TWR's DNA is different than Christian radio in the U.S. And it's really hard to explain the difference. And it's not a right or wrong because most of the world does not have the same history, broadcast, regulations, all these things that I study in the U.S. It's very unusual in almost any country in the world to have 24-hour Christian FM station or AM station. Mm -hmm. Actually, in our country, in Slovakia, it's very rare. Our partner has eight or nine 24-hour FM stations in all the major cities. 
and all most of our European partners are in awe of them. It doesn't yeah. happen here. And can you imagine how much less it's going to happen in a country where the predominant religion says Christianity is either a psychological illness or it's diabolical? Hmm. It's against us, not just religion, but the religion is the culture. The culture is the religion. Hmm. To be ex-citizen means you're ex-religion. And to go in there and do media work is quite a different story. Yeah. I would say, though, Daniel, that I've seen the pangs, if you want to call it that, the pain of a culture that's slipping more towards a kind of civil religion that is not so anchored into the gospel. And we're dealing with those kind of temptations in America as well. Don't we all? I don't see it being impossible that our nation could then decide that a civil religion is more preferable than to a risky kind of Christianity or faith that calls out to a higher authority and to an incredibly powerful and devastating love of others that others and governments maybe won't understand. And yet we're called to this because Jesus calls us out to that. Well, that's that's pretty obvious. As I said, historically, my family was from Mennonite background. And historically, why were the Christians and persecuted? Hmm. Because they obeyed a higher authority. Now, usually their obedience was expressed through persecution and death. Yeah. Not through rebellion. There are some cases, but usually it's through persecution and death. And, of course, we don't want to ever celebrate the death or suffering of anybody, including our own family, the saints. That's right. All we do is acknowledge that suffering exists, and we step in to suffer with if God calls us to, and not shy away from the faithful. Not to attack on their behalf, not to crush the opposition, not to become the evil that we despise. But, in some ways, to stand up with real authority, which has the capacity to suffer. Which, as you said before, meekness is not weakness. It is something that is very difficult to grow in that discipline. But God calls us to that anyway, to restrain ourselves from exercising our own passions or our own power in self-preservation, but to honor him by being willing to follow him into suffering if necessary. That is the truth of the kingdom. It has been since the beginning. I won't say it's high time we rediscover that because I don't want to discover it in that way. I don't want us to suffer for no reason. Yet we are called to be ready to and be willing to. That's where I was going to come back to your original question. Go for it. Because most of these people in the countries have learned they themselves are not going to overturn society. God will. Yeah. But that doesn't stop them from reaching people through their hearts. Yeah. In most of these countries, most of them, we broadcast from outside the country mm-hmm. on very high power AM stations that can cover a whole country. In God's own way of doing things, though, most of the ones outside the country are still in other countries which identify with the majority religion that's not Christian or against Christianity. God's just opened the door for us to do that. Yeah. There's a tolerance there to do your work. Or they respect that we're talking about a different kingdom. Yeah. No, they don't realize when hearts are changed, it's going to affect theirs. It will. And they're getting paid. <laughs> yeah. And you're also not advocating the overthrow of any worldly system. And that that's a hard distinction for us in the West to understand that just because some government is evil does not mean that God has called us to overthrow it. Because we already have a kingdom. We're already in a kingdom. We don't need to overthrow anything else. God may use us to proclaim the truth in such a way that evil falls in the presence of the truth, but we're not called to take up arms to destroy somebody else in pursuit of our kingdom. We have that kingdom in our possession already, and God has us. So we have that security, even when the other worldly systems seem to be antithetical to what we believe or what we desire. And that's why I think explaining God's word has changed the hearts and lives of people, Mm -hmm. because 
people are wanting hope. They're listening. They don't even know sometimes what they're looking for. Right. But God is hope. It's not just that he gives hope. He is hope. Yeah. He is love. He is peace. He is justice. And that comes in a life that if that then comes to live inside you, as he said he does, it changes you. And then for those who are the believers there, even if we read Paul's letters, a lot of his job was to go encourage the saints, Mm -hmm. to give them strength. And that applies, I think, as we talked about in the previous one about the whole COVID situation around the world. Who doesn't need encouragement? And surprisingly, I think it caught us by surprise. Our ministry increased greatly during COVID times. We specialize in some of the people that are already lonely, already suffering. That's our DNA is working and broadcasting to people who are in difficult situations because of what they believe. But here, people were looking for hope in COVID. They were alone. If you look even for a secular world, the media consumption was hugely increased. And there we were. And so we have had many other Christian organizations working and wanting to partner together. We can't do this ourselves. You know, you, you don't do it yourselves. So they're wanting to partner with us. How can we get more programs? Because now we know where we can reach some people. You have the infrastructure. We have the material. We both have the heart. How can we get together? Sometimes the problem is money. Sometimes it's material. Sometimes the problem could be how do you do the infrastructure different? Yeah, That's what we do. My part is working on the infrastructure. And if I can get that to work better, you know, I can't solve the other two problems, but we can if we work together. Okay, so tell me about the infrastructure and the creativity that have enabled you to reach those who are being dislocated and being suddenly persecuted or outcast in their countries. For example, the fall of the Afghan regime that was working in cooperation with the Americans is no longer there. The Taliban is resurgent. And yet we know there is a endemic church that has been pursuing the gospel and living it there, but it's not talked about much in the media. And you found yourself at the very cutting edge of supplying them the spiritual food they needed to survive. What have you done? First of all, we do have people there in country and next door that are working, providing materials for programs. I don't have those details and I don't want them Mm -hmm. because I love them. Right. (laughs) Now, I get the end result and I actually do know some of the paths. But for several years now, we have had a transmitting facility in the area that covers those countries, and I mean the whole country, mm-hmm. with a good signal on AM radio. It's not something that fades in and out. It's a good, strong signal. But even that happened through faith most of God. We were using the facility. They knew we wanted to air it, but nine years of working with us before they could trust us. Hmm. Interesting. Totally non-Christian or anti-Christian country. Yeah. But they trust us to do this. And so we've had these people, and you have to trust a whole string of people because you can't go in there and develop a huge infrastructure. We have people that have produced programs that if they're doing this kind of material, they're having to move every four to six weeks. This is the broadcasting equivalent of a Christian who's living missionally, living in a country that is predominantly Muslim, Hindu, or Buddhist, building enough a relationship and enough personal goodwill that an imam, a swami, somebody would say, I trust you so much. Come here and use my facility to preach your message. We've had that where they turned on the call to prayer microphone to our radio station. In one of these countries, the director came and said, well, actually, I have, we're looking to sell some FM network time. It's a government FM network. Would you be interested in like a half an hour a day or something like that? And it was prime time. And the closest I could say would be a ministry director who was in the region from another country, was in a grocery store one night 
I heard our program. I said, grocery store man, do you know what you're airing there? He said, yeah, those are Christian programs from TWR. What about it? (laughs) You know, this is not what we plan. You could not plan. This is God doing it. Now, it's not all that favorable. I've worked and done training with some of the producers. And they don't talk about some of their persecution because to them it's normal. In one way or another, we're all being called to care for others in some really trying times. By God's grace and sticking together, we can get through it. We might even see some of God's best work in the process. I want to start by thanking you for all the ways you've supported our work and witness. I mean that. We literally cannot come to you each day without your prayerful and generous support. Even if you've never supported us financially in the past, the very fact of your presence, your willingness to spend these important minutes of your day to hear what God is doing around the world, that in itself is a gift. To God, because He wants His work known. And to us, because I know you'll really think and pray about what you've heard. And I know that will bring about the kind of spiritual fruit in you that will feed the world. Whatever's going on in your heart from the things you hear on Compassion Radio, I hope you'll take a moment to let us know about it. You can email anytime. The address is info at CompassionRadio.com. I hope you'll take to heart this important truth. Compassion Radio has always been a collaborative venture. We partner with you to pray God's will into the world around us and His power and protection for those doing His work in the world's toughest places. We've partnered with so many wonderful, intrepid ministries over the years, and we're still working hard to fulfill our faith goals for special projects this year. We're a lean team, just a handful, really, and we have no ambitions to grow a major corporation here. Our ambition is simply this, to provide you with real, life-changing teaching and encouragement, and opportunities for changing lives around the world through special projects. It can't happen without you, so I ask. Even if you've never done it before— Would you help us? Your gift today is vitally important. Please give generously, even sacrificially, right away. Call us at 1-800-868-2478. Mail us at P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. However you decide to reach out and join us with your prayers and financial gifts, please know that we are deeply grateful for the support and partnership. I very much look forward to hearing from you today. And now back to my interview with Daniel Pallett of Transworld Radio. You know, this is not what we planned. You could not plan this as God doing it. Now, it's not all that favorable. I've worked and done training with some of the producers And they don't talk about some of their persecution because to them it's normal. Hmm. But I've had people, one of the ones I'm thinking of right now was an audio engineer that he had to move his family about 50 miles away from any other family. That means they can still see them, but they couldn't cope with the daily pressure. And if you're in a society where the extended family is your family, that's a major rupture. Yeah, choosing Jesus over your own in-laws and your own immediate cousins and stuff is a very tough thing in any culture. And yet Jesus kind of mapped it out for us, what the cost of discipleship might be. You asked about infrastructure, so because that's what I do. Yeah, well, that's human infrastructure. These are the things you're building on, really. They do. You do them both. Signal is something that is technical, but there's nothing less technical about managing human resources and pastoring them through the most difficult things they'll have to face in pursuit of the calling that God has put on their lives. And so when you go to where you're saying that's, that's the problem, the money is a problem. 
you know. But on the other hand, sometimes money is the simplest problem. Hmm. That, I'm not saying that glibly. No. I live by the faithful monthly support of many people. The other side is what I do, the infrastructure, getting things there back and forth. So we chose that we would make these couple languages our exceptions. And the exceptions we get other people, we're just going to have to close them down and work with them. So it's a matter of like when you, you hit shock, hmm. your body closes down the capillaries and other things to work on the major organs. We've chosen to close down exceptions and some other changes that we'd like to do to give us the ability and reserve to do changes in these parts of the world that you just talked about. Surprisingly, the hardest part has been getting people to do it. There's money, there's infrastructure, but if you're a Christian living in those countries and your family's going to get killed, hmm. the vast majority leave, and that's not sin. No. We have reports. One was from a partner organization, not our people, but an organization we partner with, and they produce programs for us. The guy says, you know, it's so much more important for me to stay here because now the Western missionaries can't be here anymore. So many people are having to leave. That means the witness for Christ here is so much less. I absolutely must stay to tell my people about Jesus. Hmm. And it doesn't change what he knows the outcome likely is physically. How do you reconcile that at the end of the day, Daniel, when you are encouraging, technically, the skill set of people who you know might very well not be alive next year? Let me put this gently, and I don't know how to do it. How many people around you have died this last year, even of COVID? Too many. How many of our Christian brothers and sisters have died even when they weren't serving God undercover in a strange country? Too many. Yeah. We're all going to die, Bram. That's not bad news or good news. That is. The good news is we know where we're going. Yeah. The path is horrible. I'm sorry. I'm maybe not a good Christian. The path is horrible. But why not do what he wants us to do? He, in the case of these countries, he might want some of the people and provide a miraculous door for them to escape with their families. Yeah, he has. Others, he might provide a door for them to live whatever length of time and obey him there. God's specific call day to day for where I live and what I do is not a template. Hmm. It's a relationship. We love him. We listen to him. It's my job, God's called me here to make this available to those who can and want to use it for the same reason they would choose to risk or to leave because it's what God has for them to make his name glorious, whether it's in Slovakia, whether it's as a refugee coming to the U.S., whether it's living in very difficult parts of Afghanistan or Pakistan, it doesn't change. I'm not here encouraging death wish. We had some major expansions we wanted to do. We just couldn't do yeah. because of that. So we waited and we said, we can't do it right away when it's hot, when it's ideal, you know, striking there. We're going to have to wait a couple months and just set it up and do it right. So we're caring for them. And so it's consistent for the listeners. Well, you've talked about what it's like to be behind the scenes, behind the mic, behind the broadcast. And the other part of the equation, of course, is those who actually have ears open to hear what you produce and have a frequency open to be able to hear it through in their country and their radio on to hear it. You've been hearing some miracle stories, too, about how the Word has penetrated the hearts and lives and transformed circumstances. So if you could share a little bit with us about the things you've been hearing, the anecdotes that remind you that God is very much at work where that sound signal arrives on ears and hearts in these troubled countries. This happens in a ton of ways. One of the times that happens is during the time of Ramadan. Mm. You know, God says, if you search for me with all your heart, you'll find me. Now, very few of us search with all our hearts because our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. <laughs> and they're rather complicated. Yeah, we are rather complicated. God was extremely creative and sin is extremely perversive. 
Yeah. But we have cases where people were praying to find God, especially it happens during the night of power when they're looking for God to reveal himself. Mm. And in revealing power, God says, go listen to X radio frequency. And so they do, and they hear the word for the first time. Hmm. We have cases where a person listened to the program and said, God, but I listened to the programs for several weeks, but where can I get a Bible? If that's where his truth is, where can I get a Bible? And God told them, go to the mosque in this town. Hmm. And he had no idea, went to the mosque and asked the imam, and the imam says, why are you here? You have your own mind. I said, well, God told me to come here to look for a Bible. Ended up the imam was a believer. Hmm. And he didn't know how to leave without losing his life. Yeah. And he still tried to serve people how he could. Those are some of the more dramatic things. I think one of the unique things about radio is it's there every day. Yeah. Your pastor can't be with you every day. You can't be with the people you love every day, especially those who are needy. Even now in the times of extreme loneliness and pandemia, radio is. Yeah. And radio can be listened to in secret when you're in fear or when you don't know where to go and you're still uncertain. So those are some unique things that God has done. And sometimes, you know, there's an old saying that I don't care what you write about me as long as you spell my name right. (laughs) And there have been cases of governments, local or national governments, say, you know, this is really an evil station. Please do not listen to this station on this frequency. They are leading you astray. Ding. So as a result, we have a lot more people hearing the word of God. (laughs) Daniel, I'm going to have to cut it right there because I know there's more to the story, but we're running out of time for this program. But sure. Will you come back and finish the story for me? That's no problem. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus. For my life is wholly bound to His. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing all this.
Thanks for joining us on Compassion Radio today. Remember, we serve the kingdom through you and because of you. Thank you for your generosity to make it possible. We're focused right now on the current crisis in and around Ukraine. Please give generously, even sacrificially, right away. Give us a call today. 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. And we're on the internet at CompassionRadio.com and Facebook.com slash CompassionRadio. We'll see you again tomorrow.